0: My guest on this week's soundtrack and was due to be joining me uh, for a live show at the Bridport Film Festival in a couple of weeks. But you know what? Sadly put an end to that. Not to be defeated, I am delighted to say that composer Isabel waller joined me from her home via the miracles of technology to discuss many of the brilliant projects that she's been involved with. As well as providing the score for Autumn DeWild's Emma, Isabel's also done fabulous work on Vita and Virginia, Black Mirror, Vanity Fair, and Fleabag, which saw her collaborate with Sister Phoebe. Isabel was also hugely generous in providing us with some specific cues that we couldn't source, so we are indebted to her for that also. Plenty more on all that shortly. First, a word from our friends at Babel. Now, given that you probably have a little bit of time on your hands at the moment, now presents the perfect opportunity to learn a new language or brush up on one you studied at school but has long since been forgotten. Maybe, like me, you're homeschooling and you haven't got the foggiest idea when it comes to French, Spanish or German. With its clear and simple interface, Babbel guides you through your learning journey in a funny and smooth way. It's designed to get you speaking your new language within weeks with daily 10 to 15 minute lessons, teaching real life conversations through interactive dialogues. Lessons are lovingly created by over 100 language experts. That is real people, people and not a translation machine. With Babbel, you can choose from 14 different languages and the teaching method has been proven to be effective across multiple studies. Babbel is available as an app or online and your progress will be synced across all your devices. Try Babbel today. Just go to babbel.co.uk or download the app for free. That's babbel, B-A-B-B-E-L.co.uk or download the app to try for free. Babbel, learn a new language and make it your own. And so, to the fabulous Isabel. We began by discussing her score for Emma and it's with her cue Emma Woodhouse that we kick off. Thanks so much for joining me. And what's so weird is, like, in the sunshine. In a couple of weeks, we were due to be down in Bridport.
1: Oh well, so well, so Hello. sad. But it's okay. I'm glad that we can see each other
2: like
0: this. Yeah, it's amazing. Thank you so much for doing it. How are you? Are you all right? Yeah, good. Yeah. yeah, I think sort of pretty much the same as everyone Everybody else. else. <laughs> <laughs> it's that thing of finding ways of just cracking on Ooh. with things, isn't it? And just yeah, wanting to keep stuff as
1: normal as possible. That's what I'm kind of fighting. Yeah. Yeah, yeah kind it's of, finding the little routines. But I have found, like, everyone's emotions are so heightened, aren't they? I suppose, because like, even, like, going outside for your little walk, like, the relief of yeah. it and, like, even, like, little routines that you set for yourself and yeah. anything. It's really, yeah, it's like learning that new way, isn't it? So. I got so emotional
0: at the hand clapping last night. For oh, the my night. God. And, oh, it was <gasps> incredible. We're, we're out in the country and there's not much around us. And we went out with the kids and sort of clapped for, like, maybe 20 seconds, then we stopped
1: and you, we could hear it. Could you hear it? it was, yeah. What oh, wait want to cry now? Thinking oh. about it, it was so emotional. It was so emotional. It was exactly the same on our street here. Uh, yeah, it totally, it totally broke me because also it was, it was so wonderful to hear everyone clapping and then to see the city and then to hear about the country and then it sort of hit home yeah. even more. I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Then like overwhelming as well. So yeah. it was sort of amazing. Oh my god, the NHS.
0: Yeah, I think that. Um, you know, the fact that we're being forced into this situation, a, a really positive thing for me anyway to come out of it is to, is allowing me to give more time to things and allowing yeah. me to appreciate things and listen more, I think, as well. Mm-hmm. And music's been such a, such an important and kind of beautiful companion as well, I think, through this. Have, have you kind of found that in terms of on a creative side?
1: It's interesting because I've been thinking that I am actually feeling really creative. And I wonder whether it's, I was thinking about this this morning, and I wonder whether it's because because of the emotional thing, because everything's slightly heightened. So I'm really feeling so much. and But also because of the space, yeah. because there is more time, I can sort of sit with them a bit. And there's a real patience about that. And I actually want to, you know, writing music is really my way of expressing on a normal, you know, sort of level anyway, sort of emotion. So that when things are so intense at the moment it really is I'm like I'm enjoying sort of creating and also I'm collaborating with people there's a a singer that I'm collaborating with in Norway and there's something something really and she's in isolation over there and and that feels really lovely and we're sort of doing it over voice notes it's that
0: thing it's kind of weirdly bringing us closer in a yeah strange
1: I know I've never felt more connected in a way (laughs) it's just (laughs) Oh, Please like, oh, God, God, don't let the internet go
0: <laughs> no, oh <my laughs> no. God, can oh, you God. imagine? <laughs> oh man, that would just be yeah, Ooh. terrible. Anyway, we were talking yeah. about you a couple of weeks ago
1: with the wonderful Mr. Johnny Flynn. Oh Johnny,
0: oh he's oh, great. God. He's
1: the best. He is literally the best. He's the best human. Oh. I totally love that man. He's so wonderful, and
0: he's got his fingers and so many pies. And- I know. No, it's
1: crazy and brilliant. He- yeah, he's absolutely brilliant. I absolutely love everything that he does. And, and um yeah, working with him, you know, at the end of Emma was just gorgeous. Did the score inform what you would do together in terms of you knew what
0: the main crux of the film sort of sonically sounded like, that that was something you took into the discussions that you had about what he was going to create at all with you guys? or?
1: Well, no, I think he had a kind of pretty good idea. Uh, before we sort of talked about it, what it should be, but I think because um, the folk music in the film that Autumn had chosen, I yeah. think that really that had that kind of gave way to a good space for Johnny, yeah, um, and like his sound. So, and then there was something really wonderful about about me being able to come in and just sort of collaborate with him on the arrangement once he'd written it. And then we just sort of messed around with a few things. So the whole thing just sort of came together in a really sort of, it, it glued together really easily, sort of mm-hmm. organically in that way. But I think the folk music definitely more than the score probably threaded through yeah. that like line for him to kind of arrive yeah. at the end.
2: All is for my mistress, all is for my maid Sweetness that I took for sweetness that she gave to me My queen bee Though my heart has long been given to you Summer's turn is nigh Swifts and swallows Swoop and yearn for you With all that's in the sky But blow the wind and come the rain And come my love again All is for my mistress. All is for my maid. Sweetness that I like took for sweetness that she gave to me, my queen
0: bee. We need to do an album
1: together. Yeah, <laughs> it'd be so nice. Oh my god! Obviously, we have been talking about doing some writing, so it yeah, would be, that would be fun. Yeah. What was your what was your prior knowledge to folk music? Were you a big big folky? I I don't know. i probably medium not like a folky. medium folky. <laughs> I think I'm like a medium folky. I'm like a leafy leafy <laughs> folkie rather than like a full tree folky. <laughs> I'm not quite yeah I'm not. Yes. <laughs> but I oh my god yeah I listen to it. I mean you know I think seventies folk is like my absolute favorite. I really love it so much. And then and then yeah and then people like Johnny and Sam Lee and you know, Laura Marling and, yeah. I mean, and like yeah. Adore yeah. and all of those guys, that kind of whole gang is just, yeah. just so wonderful.
0: God, I haven't heard. Laura Marling hasn't done anything in a while. I know. Like, just made me go, God, I love that woman. She's. I remember seeing her at
1: Latitude numerous times. Yeah, it's been a while. I wonder yeah. what you're up to. I yeah. don't know because it's funny. Because I was listening to Rambling Man oh. yesterday and I had exactly the same thought. I was like, I'm Laura, listen, to that Laura, that to listen to that later. I'm writing that down to listen to that later. Yeah, it's the best. So good.
3: Oh, nay, little me. Asking what things you have seen. And you're vulnerable in your head. You're screaming, you're to till you're dead Creatures veiled by night Following things that aren't right And they're tired and they need to be led You're screaming, you're wail till you're dead But give me two a rambling man Let it always be known That I was who I am be well, beaten, battered and cold My children will live just to grow But if I sit here I'll be blown over by the slightest of breeze
2: And the weak
3: need to be led And the tender are carried to their bed And it's fairly coolly fair And I'll be damned if I'll be found there But give always been known that I was who I am
1: but
0: the score for Emma is brilliant it's so so great and it complements it just because I think Autumn's done this fantastic job you know to tell that story again which has been told so many times and in so many different ways you know but i thought she just brought such a kind of freshness and a kind of a a kind of vivaciousness almost to it through her color palette and just also the comedy as well and i thought was brilliant the performances were great and when you were starting to think about what it would sound like sonically in the conversations that you guys had can you talk to me a little bit about when you were brought in and, and what those conversations
1: were i guess yeah oh my god autumn honestly it's like autumn <laughs> to wild ladies and gentlemen <laughs> right my grandma, yeah, it's like she is one of my favorite people on the planet uh forever we'll just be devoted to her but she gave me a call end of last summer um and just said would i have dinner with her and talk to her about you know about sort of possibly you know it wasn't like an offer you know it was yeah. like come and talk to me about Um, Let me tell you about the film and and we can have a chat about it. And if you've got any sort of thoughts and stuff. So I'll never forget it. So I went and went and met her at this restaurant. And um, she was wearing this big hat. She always wears a hat. She's totally wonderful. And she was she draws all the time. And I arrived. She was already there. And I just saw this hat that was sort of there and then it was like the whole thing in slow motion. She just lifted the hat, and then there was her face, and she was already doing a drawing <laughs> thing. And I was like, "I don't. This is amazing already." <laughs> she was like, and then she was like, "Hello," and her sort of LA accent. Already, I was like completely sort of fascinated by mm. her. And then she started talking to me about it, and the vision—literally, what we see now—was complete. All there wow. in the very first meeting. Like everything that she wanted aesthetically and musically as well. She was. We talked a lot about Peter and the Wolves. And those kinds of sort of classical works that are really, really the, are really like storytelling. And like when the instruments have, like Benjamin Britten does it as well, and Mizoski, yeah. so when the instruments really have personalities and they're sort of personified. And then we were sort of talking about how like, you know, a bassoon might look and, the, <laughs> yeah. and like what the French horn, like what kind of a guy or a girl, the French horn is and stuff like that. And like how they look and stuff. And so, and then, so we'd created this sort of whole, we had a lot of fun talking about that but then also talking about themes and how much we love both of us to have a real love of like a hook and she wanted it to be quite earwormy talked about A Room with a View which is her like one of her favourite films and wow. that was really important to her because of opera yeah because of the way opera is used in that and she really wanted there to be an opera sort of thread as part of the kind of musical kind of language And then she sort of explained that that was to sort of show off, yeah, to sort of show, sort of poke fun at Emma's vanity and that sort of thing, but also show that her her privilege. In the same way that the kind of more folky elements were then used to musically talk about Harriet. Why? Sort of, like, very, very long and wonderful dinner, and then because obviously, you know, she's got her relationship, she's been photographing musicians forever, so she knows them all. And then talking about, I mean, just talking about her work and her life, I was just like, please just tell me everything. Talking. So wonderful. Yeah. She's talking about Elliot Smith, and oh my god, it's just amazing. So then the next day, she invited me into the edit, um, and said, Would you like to come and see where we're at with it? Yeah, so I like immediately said, Yes. And then just started. And she said, Oh, and then we had to kind of like, it had to sort of, that she was like, I to do it. And then she was like, But well, we have to ask the producers. <laughs> I was like, Okay. Really? <laughs> and then they said yes. And then, um, and then yeah, and then it just started. And it really was like coming up with just the main themes at the beginning. And we talked about it so much. And, and Autumn really was so clear about. It was so wonderful to have such clear direction all yeah. the way through from the word go.
0: Did she say what it was about your work or was there a specific piece of work that had really drawn her to you at all? Did she talk about that at all?
1: Well, we were talking about how to, like, humour in music and mm-hmm. I was saying that I think, for me anyway, like comedy music doesn't really work. Like, I weirdly feel a bit... Allergic to (laughs) comedy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or music that's like genuinely trying to be funny. If it comes from a sincere place, then it and yeah, it's like when it it's basically all about the kind of alchemy between what you're seeing on the picture and what the music is doing. If the music alone is just trying to be funny, it just feels disingenuous. I don't think it becomes kind of a bit annoying. But if if it's sort of sincere and what it's responding to on the picture, if the picture's being funny, it's just that sort of that chemistry that I think makes yeah makes the music seem funny but
0: it doesn't have to be almost sort of genre specific as well to the time of the film and it does kind of take you through emotions just by listening to it you know in terms of yeah yeah, it makes you kind of makes you smile and it kind of makes you you know you kind of oh that kind of I don't know what that emotion is (laughs) but yeah (laughs)
1: <laughs> it's, like, it's like i don't know it's like a maybe it's like a heart one i don't know nah, yeah yeah totally. I mean, all of them are heart ones
0: yeah that longing i guess kind of longing, thing like right? yeah. yeah but i think that's a hard thing to achieve in terms of when something is so you know visually period and specific to kind of make sure you're not not fighting against it but also not kind of being The word I'm looking for, a kind of presumptuous with it, I guess, as well.
1: Yeah, yeah, I know what you mean. That was actually, we talked about that a lot as well. Because the other thing, Autumn, her sort of initial vision was that we would use all period instruments, so everything in the film is really sort of correct and to to the period. And then, so we had a pianoforte move to the studio that she'd used on set so everything was sort of oh, interlinked cool. and they were sort of like were really cool yeah except that was really <laughs> that proved a challenge because the piano forte isn't at 4.40 so it's not tuned to what you might be you oh. know, doing on your demos so and also the thing sort of like was drifting in and out of tuning yeah. so anyway so you can imagine like, yeah. so we were sort of recording on that and then having to like detune <laughs> all the demo stuff and there was like a hot but what was really nice is actually coming up with ideas on the piano forte and then eventually kind of re recording it. Yeah. On, you know, and we did actually use the piano in the end. And then having a harpsichord I suppose but then all those worlds coming together it was sort of like in that period way but but also not exactly as you say not being too contrived yeah, being a little that. bit sort of letting it breathe yeah. and letting it be relatable for our time yeah totally do you write on do you always do you write on piano yeah. I do write on piano but I also have like the most minimal setup and someone came over to my studio the other day and they were like where is everything <laughs> I was like, is <laughs> like, because I don't less have, is more less is more <laughs> and I find actually like less technology I have like in sub sort of piano and yeah bits and pieces and like ped- a few pedals and stuff but the more sort of technology kind of sort of you know encroaches on it I start to feel a bit although having said that sometimes I do it is amazing you know once you if I put if I record something in I use logic yeah you know then I sort of start putting like sound toys and everything all over it it does like, it is so inspiring so I I am yeah The, uh, I mean I'm about to start learning Ableton I'm actually going to use this time to become good at Ableton <laughs> <laughs> so that's my project
0: it's like but it, I guess it's that thing as well I mean I don't know what your kind of, how many instruments you play sort of thing. But with every project, I guess the requirements are really different in terms of the ingredients for what instruments a, a score needs to be played on sort of thing. And I know that it's kind of easy to kind of go down that kind of digital road as well, but it's there's nothing nicer than kind of just being able to, I guess, pick up an instrument and be able to play that or get an idea from that specific physical thing that you're holding as
1: well. Yeah, because it's alive. And I think, especially with the piano, when you play it, you get all the natural harmonics and the things that I write on the piano are so sort of different in a way than the things that I write from the keyboard. Yeah, I think so. I think, especially with logic, I think I can get into habits. And I think maybe that's because also with the like TV, you know, that when you, the turnarounds are so quickly, you kind yeah. of go to the things and I know what works and what I can do kind of quickly. But when I'm at the piano, I feel much more creative. It like it, yeah. It, it's like feels more like a an, an alive like friend yeah. that you're talking to.
0: I love um, the um, the track September from Flow. Um, oh, thank you. It's a beautiful piece. Oh, thanks, Edie. Can you talk a little bit about that piece of music and just kind of where yeah. it came from? And
1: well, I was, um, I just signed to Mercury KX and so they were like do you want to do something thing and I was like yeah I'd love to and they were like it can be anything you know, just improvise and I was um September uh was it was written in the month of September <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um and uh, yeah I'd like I don't know I'd gone through some an emotional I was going through like a an emotional sort of bit of an emotional time and yeah. um and had just broken up with someone and I was sort of like enjoying the idea of being able to actually sit and just being really intimate for the first time because all the score stuff is really wonderful but I always think you're you're writing your music but you're also you're basically right you are always writing the director's music to a certain extent with your personality and your voice and so it was a real moment of just I was still writing scoring Emma at the time I just started actually and um yeah it just was a moment of just like real peace and quiet and just to reflect and you know give thanks and like I don't know it was just like a nice a sort of it was like a mood I think that I was feeling yeah. but it, it's not sad somehow mm. it's like that it's just about slowing it down and just being kind of yeah
2: yeah
0: I like September, weirdly, like I like September as a month because it's that kind of, it's getting towards the end of summer and yeah. you're kind of getting ready for, you know, almost that sort of not hibernation, but kind of getting ready for a sort of new season to kind of kick in sort of thing. Yeah. And that's what it really sort of made me, it was like, oh yeah, this is kind of how I feel around sort of September time most years sort of thing of that. Yeah. And kind sort of you know, oh, so nice. almost waving goodbye to that kind of, and because, you know, I, I like seasons. I like that kind of. Changed to, yeah, and so it was. It's it, that's kind of how it really made me feel. Was, I loved it, oh, that's great. That's so nice. Mm. I'm glad, I'm glad, yeah. yeah. I like September, I'm Vita and nice. Virginia as well. <laughs> um, <laughs> I was so lucky to speak to Chanya and Charlie actually for the previous film, and um, I just thought she's an amazing person. And, oh my god, Chanya, and um, just kind of like pretty formidable as well. I think she's awesome, yeah, she's, she's so like, cool, yeah, she's like go for it do you know what I mean I think she 100% great energy just sort of and the score for that was brilliant and really sort of for people who haven't seen the film a watch the film because people need more people need to see that film because I think it's great but also the score for it is just really surprising and not what I would have expected for that film in a good way I mean that in a really positive way in that it's just snatches of happiness in particular one of the cues and mm-hmm. um and swan song as well are just kind of these sort of if you listen to them on your own if you were to play someone like both those pieces and you go tell me what this what you know what you think this is what kind of film you think this is and i love when that happens where it's completely different to what the expectation is
1: Why? yes of course well because we oh my god Chanya Button I absolutely love her as well I feel so like I've worked with such like brilliant people but um Chanya was really clear about that the music should shouldn't really be it shouldn't be rooted to the period it should mm-hmm. connect to the women and absolutely. and and the two women were these sort of iconoclasts and and really liberated and sort of going against the grain in their own society and within their own marriages and rewriting the rule book and all of that sort of thing. So she was saying also that she didn't want it to sound deliberately feminine. Like basically what she was saying is like, she said no piano and um, that it shouldn't, there shouldn't be any like soft kind of beautiful, yeah. you know, because <laughs> that's sort of like, okay, this is interesting. Mm-hmm. So I sent her the first bit of music which was the first bit I scored which is when Vita sees Virginia for the first time at that party and I took this um female vocal and dropped it down sort of a few octaves and then just and reversed it and sort of messed around with it and so sort of like created a sort of androgyny and then did this kind of minimal this like these beats to it and sort of sent her to it and I was like what about can we do this (laughs) and she was like yes
2: amazing
1: it was really fun And then we and then we and then actually as we ca- as we went through and kept scoring we did and with mark trend the editor as well kept on checking in with each other and being like we still we still feel like this is working and everyone's like yeah and the producers were all going yes go keep going keep exactly. going keep going it's so like great and then and it was and the response to it has been really great so that's nice
0: Cause it's almost like you listen to a piece of music and it's almost like she's it's like it's like an action kind of character almost in a way. Do you know what I mean? It could be some kind of like female James Bond type thing as well
1: that's in there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, good. I'm so glad because that's really how they feel. I honestly think they're so um powerful and that relationship was just um the chemistry between them was, was totally electric and so it was really wonderful to be able to do something that was that wasn't sort of romantic as we know it you know To I mean? yeah. sort of try and kind of feel a strength and I mean and the other like in nice little like creative things like when um I went to visit the set and Elizabeth um Gemma were doing the letter reading scenes yeah Elizabeth was wearing this microphone that was kind of like here and her I don't know it was just like on a lapel or something lapel mic, um but it was picking up her heartbeat oh wow and Chania was like why don't we put it in the score and it was like that sort of thing and then so we so then we were like okay let's do that so I took it away and I was like well, maybe that could that rhythm could create a kick like what if that was put on a kick drum and then sort of started to create a rhythm with that and into it so all of these little things so hopefully they're kind of interwoven in there as well and that's was, amazing yeah it was really fun it was so much fun working on that we had a wicked time oh my god
0: Important for you to—I mean, do you get to like read scripts at every point and read and and go on set and stuff, or I guess at times that's already well. I guess every project's different, isn't it?
1: Yeah, every project totally different. But I mean, I love to be on it basically as early as possible because I think reading scripts—I love being able to read a script first and then because your imagination sort of does—I don't know—does things to you without any visuals, which is good. And also, I like to be able to try and hear. A script as well when I first started doing theatre there was um I was assisting Stephen Malbec yeah and um he said to me the thing about theatre is you've always got the thing about plays you've got to try and like hear the play first and so when i reading any script I try and hear it and then and then we'll sort of enjoy kind of sketching ideas from that sending them to the director and then if I'm starting to see assemblies and then you know, we've got some things going already. But yeah, I mean everything's different. Like with Emma, they were, you know, well into the edit. And also with most other things actually. I think I think Beach in Virginia was maybe the first no short films as well. But definitely that was we we like I was I think Charnie was still on kind of her second draft or something yeah. by the time. It wasn't even finished.
0: Did you score uh, a little short Waterloo something recently? Oh yeah. So that's so weird because I was on the judging panel for the Bumble thing. So, and that script came through and it was like, holy shit, this is amazing. It was kind of, you could see it as you were reading it sort of thing. Yeah. And when they came in to do the pitch for, you know, in front of us all, which was like, what a weird experience that must've been for them. You were like, oh, wow, I can absolutely, you know, I can, you've, you, you've got it. You, you know what you're doing. Uh, and I haven't seen it yet, actually, and I need to watch it, but, they, you got Jesse Buckley in to do it. Oh yeah, Jesse. I love Jessie.
1: She's um, totally wonderful.
0: Oh my god, was that? I mean, what a brilliant thing to to kind of you know throw your weight behind as well in terms of supporting you know new filmmakers. Yeah. that kind of thing as well. Is that important for you?
1: Yeah. Oh god. Yeah. Definitely. I mean, I think really, whatever. If the story takes me, you know, if I'm like if whatever if things are you know when things are coming through, it sort of doesn't matter the size of it. It's really if I connect with the with the story and, and, and certainly with anything, with theatre or with film or with TV, I suppose it's kind of more, actually no, I suppose it no, it is more, I, I'm thinking about like whether it's more common to have kind of filmmakers and theater, film and theatre feel really connected to me. But um, yeah, of course, they're always to support new people making new work. I mean, that's the whole thing. You want to keep making new work. And then, and also I find that you're always looking for people to collaborate with and sometimes the smaller the project the collaborations are really wonderful because you don't have you know lots and lots and lots of big big teams of people yeah. kind of you know managing the whole thing and so actually you're just sitting so but that was a really special that was a really special project and that one I saw I don't even, I think I even saw like a mood board and they just wow. told and like they they sent me a kind of like cut out for, like cutouts of what the story was because it's all yeah. based on proof. Um and I was like oh my goodness I absolutely like I really want to be part of this and then I just met the whole team and they were all completely great
2: Who
0: knew that Olivia Coleman could sing as well the way she did? That, <laughs> that children <laughs> album was amazing. And then when you and your sister popped up playing ukulele, it was so it was the cutest thing ever. <laughs> just that the way the two of you were just like like you were six. Were like, we felt so
1: cute. <laughs> we felt like we were six. That um, oh, was gorgeous. that was that was such a like wonderful thing oh. um, for Sean and Polly to have put together. That really was like. And then everyone just coming together and doing it. And they raised, I think, loads yeah. of money for children in need. And which was like so, so like even we were like this tiny part of it, but it was so, it was glorious. And so that whole day just at Abbey Road, it was just like a to- Everyone was just feeling gratitude. And- yeah. I love the idea of his head on a ukulele as well. It's like yeah. brilliant. <laughs> yeah. I can't remember whose idea that was, but then someone sent, uh, was it, I think it was Olivia, like forwarded it and said, or, so, or maybe it was girl, someone, yeah. and, um, and it was the first time with this sort of ukulele arrangement. But it was so funny. My sister was on her way back from holiday on the day, on the morning, and so um, we sort of play kind of quite basic ukulele. But she'd written the bits of, um, she'd like drawn the the neck of the ukulele on a piece of paper, and she'd like like the chords, and she was like learning it on a bit of paper. <laughs> thank <laughs> It was really fun, it was really good So good, and can
0: still make money for children in need as well That's the great Yay. thing, is it's just constantly out there And it's constantly, you know, such a brilliant, brilliant thing I'm so tired
3: of playing Playing with this bow and arrow Gonna give my heart away Leave it to the other girls to play To play, I've been a temptress too long.
0: talk a little bit about Fleabag and, of course, and that, yeah. that, that journey that you know as, as as siblings and stuff as well and being you know part of that what was when did you when did you come on board with it in terms of to to provide music for it and did you ever you know think that it was going to become this extraordinary thing
1: oh my god never <laughs> like never at all like <laughs> I guess it was about six or seven Years ago, that we took the play to Edinburgh, Edinburgh. Yeah. and I mean that literally. There are photos of us on the train, and we were still trying to make it. And I was doing that; like, I'd sort of done this through-scored sort of sound design for it. Mm. But the photos of that are so and we were all sharing a flat. You know, everyone was sort of sleeping in on the floor because there were like six of us. I mean, it was just as Edinburgh is. It was like totally yeah. great and and chaos. Yeah.
2: So
1: we'd sort of done that, and then it it was sort of went quite well at Edinburgh we were like like, oh right this is amazing it was so exciting that um yeah that people were responding to it and relating to it and we were just Mm -hmm. like oh my goodness and then I think two brothers approached my sister and said do you want to make it into a tv show but then I think there were like three years or something between the play and that's a gap where she was writing it and then making it Mm -hmm. and then I but I had because I knew the play, I guess, the inside out. I mean, I could literally recite it. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But then, so then actually coming to the TV thing, which was very similar to the play, actually, Mm -hmm. with just, you know, obvious differences. But it was so part of my, the fabric of me as well. And because obviously it's my sister and I know her, Mm -hmm. like, incredibly well. But writing the music for that, it was really... I don't know what the word is quite actually, but it's just it felt yeah. I don't want to say easy because it was it wasn't <laughs> it wasn't easy but at all. Because obviously you know you go things like oh my god, well how should it sound? And mm-hmm. there wasn't really that much like that much music in the play. Yeah, we had this like we've got this like elevator like music music at the beginning. Yeah, it's like as like pre-show, and then so Flea was saying like the Phoebe was saying for the opening titles of Series 1, because it's got this, like, like, noise, sort of scrunk kind of noise at the beginning, and then we got the end credits, and that's basically, and the guitar music, that's it. But she'd said, um, what if we... She'd sort of given me... She'd made a facial expression of what she wanted it to sound like at the (laughs) beginning. So
2: it's... (laughs)
1: which genuinely is like I love it. a lot of the way that we collaborate. <laughs> I just did that earlier, didn't I? With a like, hmm, what's that emotion? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> exactly. And actually it's really useful because then you get to sort of like, you know, you can sort of try and interpret it and stuff. But so I'd written bits of music and she was like, well, what if we just layer them on top of each other? And so we did that. And so, and then it created this sort of chaos, but also harmony. But also it's like only like two and a half seconds. Yeah. So that's how we sort of created that, and then with the then there's only like bits of percussion throughout the sort of suit because it's you just the way Gary edited it was so funny and so and the rhythm of it, he's an absolute genius. And then so we just add a bit of like triangle. Like it wasn't even like we just not like, in a room with like a kind of um percussion trolley. Yeah, <laughs> just like
2: ding ding ding.
1: And everything it was like basically for like Claire, her like stressed out sounds it's just like a triangle like and we just had that and then like harry and the boyfriend was just this we had this like double bass kind of (laughs) when he's cleaning the flat and stuff so really simple stuff and then with the end guitar music it was like um we knew that she she shouldn't, we didn't want her to feel like apologetic or, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. she was, she's was a real badass. And she, even yeah. though it's like she, but she, she knew, you know, all the mistakes that she was making, but she just kept moving forward. And obviously the, the sort of wit to her and I, we were talking about what the sound of it should be. And I sent them this guitar track and um and then Phoebe just sent me a video of Harry the director and Lydia the producer just like headbanging to it while like, in the edit and they were like yeah <laughs> I, like, okay. I like that's almost like her internal kind of fucking yeah. world sort of thing isn't it definitely yeah. definitely yeah what's next? The album, which I'm so excited about. Um, <laughs> yes, I feel like in my head, I've, I've just sort of started really. So I am kind of going to take like, I don't know, I'm really, really looking forward to it because also I'm looking forward to the responsibility of it, if that mm-hmm. makes any sense. Yeah. Um, and also the just, yeah, the kind of the privacy of it in a way like that sounds that feels really good Um, as
0: you were saying earlier it's not for anyone you know it's not for anyone else or anyone else's it's purely yours
1: yeah exactly and then to and then what will be wonderful is doing live stuff and being able to connect which you don't get to do so much with film and you know you you connect with your audience but you sort of learn about it in a different way yeah so play and I like playing live so that'll be fun amazing Oh, and then my sister and I are working on a project at the moment, which is really fun because we live together. So we're actually just doing it loads now. So it's good. (laughs) It's good. And then, um, yeah, and sort of like bits and pieces. So there are sort of like other things.
0: Is it it a different experience doing TV stuff as opposed to film stuff then? Like you did a Black Mirror episode, didn't you, as well? And so when you is it a weird experience when you're I guess part of a collective really of people aren't you sort of you know there's amazing people who've worked on all those be it you know um, Clint Mansell you know did an episode and stuff as well so when, but do you look at it as a, as a film basically definitely
1: definitely with that um, because it's sort of feature length and so the the way yeah I mean the whole the, absolutely do approach that as a film and it is it was intimidating and really wonderful being part of that you know, that bunch of composers have yeah. also done it. I mean, those composers who I respect. So, you know, and anyway, it was all of that, sort of like, oh my goodness, this feels uh, really great yeah. and also uh, important. Ashley one mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Rachel Jackson Ashley, thank you, <laughs> thank you. <laughs> uh, no, that was great, that was really great. It was very uh, that was a real moment actually when when that call came that was that felt yeah, big.
0: There's this one. I love that kind of idea, though, because of of what you you know training, uh, you know studying music, not training but studying music. And was there a point that you knew then that film and TV composing was going to be part of that journey for you? What was the thing or the moment that you stepped into that world?
1: Yeah, I think so. I mean, I'd always, it always basically was music. I think from the you know word go, like, and I really loved when I was at school. I was on a music scholarship which meant that I could spend like more time than you You know I was a la- I was actually they like encouraged me yeah. to go away and like sort of like practice and stuff which I really loved doing. I don't know I really like the solitude of it I think that sort of thing is really I respond really well to it and then so I was always writing and then I went off and did it at university but I studied with Nigel Osborne and Peter Nelson at Edinburgh and then I studied with george benjamin at king so i was writing kind of quite atonal music and it was like and it was like all like music concrete and um spectral composers and so grise and all of that and i really i was writing but also i was like i wrote a piece for a trombone and a light switch at one point you know what i mean it was like really i was like going through that (laughs) amazing and then when i was at king's i was had a part-time job with an orchestra and we started i started this um scheme for young composers because I was like with with the orchestra they were they weren't performing so much you know any kind of new work and so I was like what about starting this thing and so we started this program and then I invited film composers to come and speak to the composer it was a competition basically mm-hmm. people would write and then you would get it performed and you get to anyway and then I met um a film composer then I started working with and then he said Oh no, I didn't start working in that. He he said, "Go and do some theatre because he was like, theatre will make you good." I was like, G- "Okay, yeah, great." And then and then I and then I started assisting film composers, and but I knew, I think I knew, even when I was writing like music for the concert hall, which I'm still going to do. Yeah, I'm really excited about like commissions like that. It's just all kind of storytelling in the end. Yeah. but I do think like when you are collaborating with other people there is a magic about it. I mean, a totally different magic than when you're writing on your own, because that you you know, you can you find things that you wouldn't necessarily, you know, it's a different kind of journey. Yeah. But when you're when you're collaborating with kind of like five people and all kind of moving towards the same thing and trying to create with all different skill sets and then it all and you see it all coming together and it's what well, people contribute to that. And oh yeah, it's really wonderful. So I think I was in my sort of 20s when uh, like really early 20s when I started to like I started doing like things about pubs like plays not just things
0: (laughs) (laughs) plays and stuff yeah amazing I can't wait to to sort of see you live with everything as well because i think that'll be a brilliant experience when we when we get released into the world again i know when we do yeah i know but um thanks so much for taking the time to chat it's been so lovely it feels like we're in the room together it's so it nice. does so, lovely. Oh, yeah. thanks, Edith. so nice to chat to you please keep in touch and then um, yeah yeah stay safe and look after each other and um yeah you see too. Soon. Too thanks soon. so much lovely see you later Score to Vanity Fair, that's your being too kind as always, rounding off this latest episode of Soundtracking with the wonderful Isabel Waller-Bridge. My huge thanks to Isabel for joining me from her kitchen and for providing us with all those little ditty bits of score as well. Her score for Emma is available via our good friends at Backlot Music with the film available on home entertainment formats now. Head to edithbowman.com to catch up with all of our previous episodes, including my chat with Emma star Johnny Flynn. Now, my website is also the place to subscribe to this podcast, though your preferred provider works just as well. You can follow us on Facebook, Instagram and Twitter. We are at Soundtracking UK. And please do check out our YouTube channel which I'm trying to update regularly and hoping to have a lot more additional content over the coming weeks for you guys up there. So get subscribing and you will receive an alert every time there's new content up there. Next up is the awesome Riz Ahmed who joins me to discuss many things including his new short film The Long Goodbye. I very much look forward to the pleasure of your company then.